0: Welcome to the Real Triathlon Podcast. I'm your host, Garrick Lowen, here with Nicholas Chase and Jackson Laundry. All right, welcome to the podcast today. It's myself and Jackson Laundry, and we're just getting ready to kind of lead you in to the main guts of the episode, but... Also, Jackson wasn't at this particular event which is Clash Daytona, which is where Matt Hansen came back in full force in his normal running a pedigree. Um, that's why we're doing this episode because Matt Hansen. Uh, but Jackson as a as a I guess bystander of this race, someone who maybe had some FOMO, what
1: did you think? Yeah, it was really great to watch this thing. I think Clash did their broadcast is now the standard in my opinion in terms of what what the other companies have to try to match um stellar broadcast both races really exciting um obviously in the women's race uh the pass right at the end by jackie herring on lucy hall was super exciting and another pass for the third position um with what was it Marjolaine pierre yeah
0: yeah Um, um french conglomerate
1: yeah, she crushed that, and uh, that was pretty exciting as well to get on the podium. Um, but yeah, men's side, I was super excited to see, is Matt Hansen going to be able to compete? I had a good feeling he was going to be strong on the swim bike, and then I didn't know what he'd be able to do on the run, so it's going to be cool to hear from him. Not quite as fast as he ran last year, but pretty darn impressive still. Um, pulling off, what was it, a fifty-nine forty something or something like that run split, which is... Faster than 320 per K, so about 319 per K, um, which is fast. So that'll be cool here. Also, you guys crushed a freaking another battle between Taylor and Nick, and uh, that was kind of next next playing around with his facial hair there <laughs> on, the, on the video. I was could going up this. for video, so you guys are going to see it.
0: Uh, this one might not be on video, but uh, the, the next one will be with Brent McMohan
1: right well anyways you look terrible with whatever's going on there nick i think you need to get rid of that (laughs) anyways yeah great race i mean they do an awesome job so it'd be cool to hear from you guys of what happened and how the hell am i supposed to say anything when you're just screwing around with stupid filters nick or whatever they are
0: i'm listening every word you say don't you worry um so anyways you're, you're exactly right like even being a participant there i just felt like it was just unreal with the level of brute force in that top eight, really. I mean, I knew it was going to be, like, just crazy. I I didn't know what to expect besides those boys were going to take the run out as hard as they possibly could. Um, I mean, the swim out as po- hard as they possibly could so they could break it up. Um, so that was that. Honestly, would have liked uh, personally to – see the race a little bit more unfold but i was kind of off the back there with mr starkey and hanton as we got popped out of the group when someone let a gap come through Uh, but whatever that happens at every race so that's my perspective i talk about a little bit of that during the uh, broadcast so i'm not going to do any more i'm just going to keep changing my lip tone to purple
1: god this is just hard to get through, guys. You gotta <laughs> really hope that you at least post some of this video here. Uh, probably terrible, but anyways, let's get into it. Ep- episode with Matt Hansen and Taylor Reed and Leslie Smith, Nick Chase interview post date.
0: All right, as you can see, we are here together for the first time on a a bit of a video podcast for listeners in the car. This will be available on YouTube as well if you're looking to see what we're looking like while Sarah we're talking to you. Um, obviously, the quality is a little bush league at this moment, but we're going to step it up. If you can't recognize the faces, we have Taylor Reed, Matt Hansen, and Leslie Smith on today's episode. But the dominant message today is... Where has Matt Hansen been? So <laughs> we're going to get into that. But for now, uh, we just raced Clash Endurance uh, Daytona yesterday at like 1.30 p.m. And Leslie, you started at noon mm-hmm. um, in a very unique fashion. Obviously, with the dominant forces of Challenge and Ironman on the circuit, it's really unique to see a Speedway race that, you know, who has ever said, triathlon can't be, um, a broadcast friendly environment. And, you know, I want to hear from each of you, um, you know, how was your experience? We'll start with Leslie. And why do you think this is something more people need to really just buy into?
2: Well, my experience, I've now done three races on a racetrack. This is the first one that was clash, technically branded race. And I think it's an amazing experience because everything is kind of centered around the speedway and getting to be a part of that. And these speedways have bodies of water within the speedway. Um, Just kind of having a lot of things in one place is super nice. And I also kind of like that a lot of variables that can go wrong are kind of taken out by, you know, being able to ride and run around the speedway You're you're not going to take a wrong turn. You're not going to, you know, go off course, most likely. Um, and Clash just does an amazing job in general with hospitality and making athletes feel like they appreciate that everyone's here. And just the general vibe of everything is um, has been very amazing in my experience. And it's just, I was even kind of debating whether or not to do another race this year. And pretty much the reason I came is because I think it's such a good experience doing these types of races. So that, that's just my general feeling. Well, it's December yeah. in Florida instead yeah. of Boulder. Yes. So it's and- a little... <laughs> We'll break. Yeah. And it was just nice to get, yeah, some nice December weather. And yeah, I'm just really glad again, since I was kind of iffy, I'm just, I'm really glad I made the decision to come and race. So,
0: yeah. And I'm sure for Matt, this was your first race back since injury and clearly you did it right. You came yeah. back strong. Uh, you know, what was your takeaway and why should, why will you come back? Yeah. I mean, obviously this is
3: again, my third racetrack, uh, race, I guess. And I think there's a couple things that our sport needs to grow, the professional field one is pitting the top making it uh incentivized to pit the top people against each other uh no one wants to see somebody run away with a win with by 30 minutes like th- people aren't going to tune in for that but when you have mm-hmm. people absolutely destroying each other till the very end uh where you can watch it the entire time that just creates a better environment for people to tune in and watch and you know i think you've but paid two dollars for six hours of entertainment yesterday for triathlon fans for non-triathlon fans and then they'll condense it down into you know some stuff for nbc live which is just great exposure for us and it'll help uh help us sell ourselves to the people who support us in the future as well which is important Um, but i also think that one of the great things about triathlon is that we are immersed in the age groupers but i think that's also one of the difficult things about us growing as a profession like when you know we we can't really be compared to
0: or too to, relatable, I guess. Yeah.
3: Well, and I mean, you know, sitting in a pro meeting at a competitor's race, and they say we want you to have the age group experience, so you can't check your. I mean, it's just like baffling <laughs> that that's what they're telling us. And like our it's audience, like,
4: half our audience yeah. is
3: missing because they're on the course. Yeah. yeah, and and no one can watch the race if you know the people who are going to be most interested in that race. Mm-hmm. Are also out on the course. And so there's no viewership. And you know, so that makes it a little bit hard. It's great experience. And I think we get some interaction. So there's some benefits from that. But I also think that having some of these events that really highlight the pro race it are is really important. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, I mean, that that's what makes this type of event unique. And there's a couple others that are going to be coming up that aren't clash that are going to be very similar, um, where again, it just creates a platform. Where we can showcase our talents in a way that people can actually see that happen
0: and appreciate them. And, because yeah. How many times have you watched an event? And you're like, there's three people on a bike this whole time. I can't see how fast they're going. Yeah. I don't know the splits. I don't know the distance. No metrics.
3: There's no, no po- You can see the mm-hmm. power. You know, yeah. or you just can watch on a tracker at yeah. the end.
2: <laughs> oh, they so, finished. Oh, this they finished in this time. Yeah. <laughs> right. Or just going yeah. back and looking at results is yeah. not entertainment I mean, in triathlon. Yeah.
3: yeah. Yeah. So, that, that
2: was entertainment in one, Not but, anymore.
3: Yeah. <laughs> so I think this is really going to progress the pro field, which then will bring more interest to the age group field as well. Yeah. So it'll help grow the sport in general.
0: And I think one of the key points is actual NASCAR and NBC broadcasters are speaking yeah. to our sport, yeah. and uh, yeah. we've for this um, broadcast, you know, TO was even on. Yep. Great broadcast voice. Yep. Um, a legend within the sport. So I think that this is going to give. It'll, just like when you see pro football players turn into announcers because they're the most knowledgeable, the yeah. immersed in the sport, and they mm-hmm. can speak to it so well. We've seen that so well. Um, and also having
3: the NASCAR announcers who don't know the sport very well. Yeah. They're asking Helping questions. ask yeah. questions yeah. to those pros, and then the pros are explaining right. it, or the pro announcers explaining it, like Melinda and Tio and Alicia. Yeah, they did
4: a really good job time this year.
3: And that helps the people who are new to the sport then understand Okay, this is what's going on. Because otherwise, if you're just flipping through the channels and you see that and don't know what's going on, how do you gain interest? But that uh, back and forth really helped.
0: Yeah, I think. Yeah. Um, and Taylor, you've raced four times five yeah. times on a speedway, four times <laughs> in Daytona uh, since it started.
4: Yeah. So that that was pretty cool. It's been really nice to see the progression. Um, like it all, it started with challenge and then it now it's rebranded to Clash, but the push, the main force behind this has been Bill. And he's just been an amazing, yeah, Bill Christie. And he's been just building up this vision. And he's so open to listening to the pros where a lot of other brands uh, haven't listened to us and actually understand he's obviously got the very professional side of NASCAR, but then he's also listening to like being like, Oh, well, Mm -hmm. this might work better for the professional side versus the age group side. But I think we should also just touch on the age group like experience here because it's, it's a little bit different than ours because you're not fully on the tracks. You do get to go outside and see the kind of like
2: Surrounding surrounding
4: area, especially when you get up to like Watkins Glen, that'll be beautiful. Um, but you still get to like get the like nascar experience of riding around the track five times Mm -hmm. and then in the like infield and like let's be real parking (laughs) like damn that is so that's one of the main reasons like to come to this race it's all here you just roll up park yeah and like no hassle of like getting on a shuttle or anything like that so yeah and there'll be some really cool ones i think with atlanta that'll be really interesting to see when they sort of stepping into some of the marathon and mountain biking so yeah clash is here to stay and it's going to keep growing but yeah. amazing for us
0: <laughs> yeah and i like that it forces more professionalism within the pro field as well because it forces all of us to react to a camera yeah. To yeah. show up on time and, yeah. and and know what to say and have a better camera presence and we're just used to showing up into a field and yeah maybe yeah. things are going to go off on time we don't know yeah, if it's going it's yeah, to be delayed
4: yeah it's going to be delayed cuz the sun hasn't come up yet yeah. yeah
0: so just the level of professionalism i think just takes our sport to a new level yeah when we're in, sitting in the briefing and there's
3: like yeah so at uh you know one yeah. thirteen <laughs> and a half we're going to bring you over yeah. here, here and you're going to be in the water at one fifteen, and you're going to go over there and we're going to you know whatever 28 and, Thirty seconds. We're gonna pull the cord, and then you're
0: gonna go ten seconds later. So, okay. Like, okay, cool. Yeah. So, yeah. so the staff, the experience, everything within speedway racing with Clash, and, and then those who are gonna hopefully do playoffs and and mm-hmm. think about the format yep. availability. Like yeah. we could do a half distance or a hundred k race, like we did yesterday, or hundred k distance race. The next day, we could do a quick super sprint team relay yep. for <clears throat> with with age groupers, or yeah, and then so the program you know, that
3: we've done yeah. in the past, where you know we can do a charity <clears throat> thing, where you know we swim. Yeah, we did that in Miami, yeah. where they could yeah. bid to be on our team, and then all the money went to charity. Like yeah. all those things are again a way for us to keep that immersion with the age groupers, yeah, while also but helping it, elevate. And I
4: think that almost like takes taking yeah. us a step back, almost helps us become that more superstar. And then when they get to see us, it's even more exciting. So that almost like helps with like that, like building us up, but still making us very connectable to the group and the fans and everything like that, which is really cool. And I just wanted to touch on like how cool it was that they're actually looking at the battles further back in the field as well. Cause like as exciting as it is with the one, two, three, if you got a big spread there, but there's a battle for fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, 10th, whatever, they focused on that a little bit more, which was really nice to see. And like, I know in other sports, they got dangerously into the ground of like only focus on the leader and people get bored. So now yeah. they're understanding that, which is really good. Well, see.
3: Bill came up to me last week or right when I got here on Wednesday. And it's like, you know, we learned a lot last year by watching the race unfold, because we were so focused on the top five. Yeah. We didn't even have you in the camera until the last lap. And you moved from 20 second to second. Yeah. And you got no screen time for that until the very end. And that was a story that we completely missed. So we're going to learn from that, have a little bit smaller feels. I think they want to keep it around yeah. 25 yeah. so they can really focus on each individual at some point and tell that story of the day, whether it's, mm-hmm. hey, they're having a great day relative Mm -hmm. to where
0: we thought they would be or they're just not in the mix like we thought we were there's always a story and i think that's where we've lost that completely over the last few years and there's almost like a great divide where pto and brands like clash are starting to kind of evolve where it almost feels like a brand like iron man might need to step up and play a little bit more of those games Um, yeah
3: i mean obviously we you know are are at clash event and you know I think Iron Man has tried. You know, uh, sometimes when you're so big, it's hard to be nimble. Yes. And you know, they've they've done some of the broadcast things. I, I definitely think there's a lot more they can do. Yeah, they're getting better, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but... but I definitely agree that this is putting pressure yeah. on the big to.
4: you can Uh, see it like they're all of a sudden putting Facebook lives at like just bigger events. Like Boulder had a Facebook live, which it usually wouldn't, but all of a sudden they're like, well, we got to get people want to see this, which is like pushing the whole like scene, which is really good.
0: Yeah, you're getting like one point something million collective views over the course of two weeks. It's pretty huge for this. Yeah.
2: I even think a few years ago, I mean, I, I can't put even five years ago, I remember people being like, oh it's, there was not really even a way to track during the race. Yeah. There wasn't even like a, a functioning athlete, yeah. athlete tracker where, which is kind of crazy to think about now. I do yeah. think that the sport is going in a good direction in that sense. And that, like you said, that benefits every, everyone, whether you're a professional age group, it just makes it more exciting and just is more motivating to train if you know you're a part of a cool event like this. Heck yeah. yeah, I do think the sport is going in the right direction in, in a lot of ways like that. Yeah.
0: Speaking of going the right direction, Mr. Matt Hansen here. <laughs> um, obviously Matt, the last time we raced together was in uh, St. George, I think in April or may, may, yeah. uh, may, and you had a, a little bit of a, a little bit it, of a spill, a little bit of a spill coming out of transition and a little bit of a, a knee injury. So, yeah. you know, we've obviously missed you on the circuit this year. Um, not as much as taking some results from us, <laughs> yeah. but in terms of your personality and the level of professionalism you bring within, obviously you're a businessman, a heavily well-known coaching company as well. So, you know, having you back around is, is awesome. Obviously we love watching you run. Um, that's obviously your, your bread and butter. Um, but can you run us through the injury, the, you know, cause it, Everyone's been injured, yeah. Um, and and how do you how, for you such a, a mammoth injury of that of the knee? Um, how'd that go down? What was the recovery like? And where was your head during this period?
3: Yeah, it was uh, very frustrating uh, and very much you know surprised. I had probably the best swim of my career in Saint George. Came out front pack, you know. When you come out and the announcer's like, "Oh, that's a great swim
2: for Matt Hansen." <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, right. We're good. I've had that happen before,
3: <laughs> and. Uh, you know, I think so, what I think happened was somebody right next to my bike hit my rear derailleur when they were pulling theirs out. Mm. And so I went to do a flying mount and went to pedal and it was completely jammed. So I just went up and over. So you know, my best swim of my career was just, you know, ended right there because I went up and over the bars and, you know, all nutrition was everywhere. And so I'm picking it up. I my a box got ripped off and, you know, so I'm just trying to go back in so I don't get, I had to go back into transition to throw stuff off my bike that it was kind of hanging loose. So I didn't get in trouble for, uh, discarding, yeah. you know, five feet past the line. And it's just kind of a silly situation, but, um, yeah, obviously the knee, my knee started hurting when I was riding, but it wasn't too terribly bad. And then, uh, I still ran a one eleven 11 flat Absolutely, and yeah. like, you know, finished like as soon as I crossed the finish line, I could feel my knee swelling up and it just was getting bigger and bigger. I think I saw you right. Yeah. When you finished, like, <laughs>
0: Dude. It's like you ran with an apple
3: yeah. attached to your knee and you're know, like, like, Oh, you know, it's just a little mad cranky, whatever. I just ran a 111. It'll be fine. Yeah. Right. Like how bad can it be? And that was my mindset for the rest of May. I'm like, Oh, it'll go away. It'll go away. I'm like, okay. It's not going away. Got an MRI. It was a torn meniscus. <clears throat> oh that's no big deal I've got two of them on each side it's all good um and you know just I completely stopped running thinking oh I'll be fine I'll just keep swimming and biking still be able to do Des Moines which is right like my hometown race yeah finally comes to Iowa I get to and so I was I really wanted to do it tried to build up for it um and had to pull the pin because things just weren't right yeah. and so I decided to go the conservative route and get a few injections in it some PRP and uh that did not work at all it was like extremely painful um I tried to you know they numb everything up and they're like oh yeah you want some pain I was like "Ah, I don't feel a thing I'll be fine you're like oh that was a mistake uh didn't sleep for a couple days um trying to get back from the house to the to you know, from the garage to the house took a little bit longer oh. than <laughs> but that that time things had the, the numbing medication wore off but so it, it lost a bit of time there and then obviously i had the collins cup that i wasn't going to give up my slot for uh-huh. i'm like okay we'll just put everything in that basket and like started to get some running in i was using the lever the reduced body yeah. weight That seems to be
0: a great tool for most people who have propensity
3: to be injured. Yeah, it's, it's been great for me. Um, But I was using that to try to get some level of fitness. And then two weeks leading in, I kind of weaned myself off of that into the Collins cup. And I had one run that went fine. The next one went okay. And then I had a pretty big setback on like the 12 days before the actual race. So I just shut it down. No running leading into the race. Like, it'll be fine. It's just a little irritated, and in the race, it balked up, and so I couldn't straighten my knee out at all. Um, just had to get to the finish line to try to. We didn't do bad there either. I mean, it, it was all right, it wasn't a great, not a great performance, but but worth the trip, I'm sure. It was worth the trip, it was a great experience. I, you know, I got there, and all I'm thinking about is what do I have to do to qualify again for that in 2022. They did a great job, yeah. Um, so hopefully, I can get back there, um, again, but. Yeah, so then I had surgery uh, pretty much as soon as I got home. And so then it was, okay, I mean, can I fit another race in at the end of the season? Yep. And both Julie and Matt, uh, Julie Dibbons and Matt Botchell, my coaches, said, nah, let's just shut it down, build up for a January, February race in the Middle East or South America or something like that. And I'm like, well, I, I want to have something to train for now and i also with the iron man world championships moving to may like that's a timeline that i've done numerous times with iron man texas mm-hmm. so i've been pretty successful in the may iron man build or uh, late april early may and so i want to get on that timeline and every time i've done well there i've raced at the end of december shut it down for a couple weeks and then built into the uh april or may Ironman. And that's the schedule I wanted to be on. So it was like, all right, coaches, I'll, I promise I won't do anything stupid, but I want to build up to Daytona. Mm-hmm. Like it's going to happen regardless if I can race or not, and then shut it down afterwards. So even if I didn't race, I was going to shut it down mm-hmm. just so I can get on that schedule. And two weeks ago, I didn't think I was coming. Uh, it was just frustratingly slow.
0: What and, type of, what type of things were you kind of hesitant on? It was, <clears> It
3: wasn't, like any, you know, the pain was never there. It just anytime I'd progress a little bit, the knee would swell up. So it was just like, you know, I'm thinking two days after surgery, I felt fantastic. I'm like, this is going to be no problem. And then it just, you know, the progression. Well, how, just...
0: how bad was the tear?
3: It, it wasn't bad at all. That's the frustrating thing. I think they only removed um, 15% of it is what they said, but it had flapped open. And okay. so it was like sitting like this in my knee joint locked. Yeah. And so when I got the PRP injections, they tried to take the needle and straighten it out and then put as much pressure as they could in there to hold it down but it eventually flapped over again and and so as soon as the inflammation or the swelling would go away completely it would yeah and so that was like when there was swelling in there i could run and and that was the frustrating (laughs) thing yeah Yeah. it was like there was the inflammation actually made it so i could could function and then like leading into the race the swelling finally went away for the collins cup yeah and so, you know, obviously I was a little bit concerned with that even after the surgery. And so I took it, we, we were very conservative. I had, I had done one 10 mile run leading into this race and it wasn't at full body weight. So I, you know, I had very few miles in, but I'd got a track workout outside. I got, um, a couple, uh, longer sessions on the lever. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, when I told Julie officially, like, I'm like, I want two 90 minute runs, the you know 90 minute uh 70.3 build that i kind of do for every every build i want to do that twice and that'll give me the confidence and we didn't do it Uh, and so like okay we'll
0: we'll be all right we'll be all right um blinding we just kind of ran out of time but um well it's kind of frustrating though because like this whole season i've been like just trucking along racing here and there feeling right and then matt hasn't run at all and shows up and just utterly poops all over.
2: <laughs>
0: like I've only done one run in about eight months, but uh I'm just hopeful it's gonna work out. Yeah, you and know it, smashing, it went all right.
3: No, I, mean, I, I fell apart a bit at the end, which is a little little frustrating. Um but but you know all up, things yeah. considered, you know, to to walk away to get to the finish line healthy, shut it down healthy at the yeah, end of the season it's looks good. Yeah. I mean, it's a little a little like angry today, but nothing I'm worried about.
0: Yeah. So. And um, what were some of the other therapies like that you considered, or what specifically did you do besides PRP and surgery to try to rehab this thing?
3: So I did. Well, the, the biggest thing of rehab that I had to, to deal with was you know, I went all summer essentially walking and running with a limp. Yeah. And I've had back issues my entire career. I've got a spondy from my wrestling days. And so that's what I had to undo was that limp just threw my hips off, through my low back off. So I couldn't go in arrow for five minutes. And then this course yeah, arrow all is arrow. all like, like yeah, yeah. You, you can't get a break. And so I was a little concerned with that. Um, so we worked with a PT a couple of times a week with that uh, specifically strength coach was dealing with that, just trying to get the back to, what it's or to settle down because as soon as that gets irritated my glute shuts off completely yeah and so like you know, it, it's crazy like you can see exactly when it happens on the bike because Hour you got drops, left right yeah. you got left right balance oh, yeah. and i would go you know like 49 51 in that range consistently to like 58 42 like it would just
4: yeah
3: you know crazy did you
4: change your bike position at all to like accommodate that
3: i i didn't i wasn't doing much in aero yeah. um you know and th- that definitely showed up yeah. here um i didn't do a lot of long aero blocks i think the longest one i did was a 30 minute interval yeah. and i was just very few just because it was so yeah you know trying to high. get it to settle down was more important yes. yeah. than you know and i'm like oh, i'll just suffer through it on race yeah. day and I, I definitely suffered yeah, <laughs> summer, yeah.
0: I think a couple all... times like halfway through that i was like I still have eight laps yeah so i can't do it yeah i just need two more about laps to evaporate and i think i yeah. can make it happen yeah and there's it's like when when can okay I, i've got to take a break but when yeah. can i do it When's where it's going right to punish time. me the exactly, breeze, yeah. and
3: the wind kept on shifting so I you know, have to move every no, time yeah. yeah
0: very frustrating yeah Aww.
3: i threw How? a chain and i'm like i had to get off my bike i'm like oh man i
0: gotta stop oh wait wait this <laughs> is good
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> um so yeah i mean obviously as a coach um, and as a very smart individual um, probably have worked on your doctorate. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think you've probably handled the best approach conservative. And I think that's the lesson is, is be conservative. I mean, yeah. most people and a lot of us, especially the age groupers that we coach are just so aggressive at getting back hard, fast. Yep. And you waited, you know, nearly nearly six months to do anything on this
3: yeah and i mean i i made the mistake early on of trying to push i, I mean i really wanted to be on the start line in iowa just because but, yeah i had a ton of family my sister was racing my sister-in-law was racing my wife was racing yeah. so it was important for me to want to be you were on the still line. but i was there yeah, yeah. and that that's what i should have realized early on is like after what happened in saint george like at the end of the day, it was a very low priority race. I just wanted to do it, yeah, and and so I I should have just pulled the pin then, and maybe I would have been in a different spot come August for for the Collins
0: Cup. But uh, yeah, we we all we all learn things the hard time. way sometimes, <laughs> and uh, still still as long as you learn, right? Yeah, and you still had a good year, I think, with the circumstances you were given.
3: I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, coming off of the end of last year, I definitely thought things were in a much. Yeah bigger trajectory and, you know, had, still a, are. had a chance to, uh, to win a couple races early on this year and just didn't execute. And, had a couple embarrassing moments on races that uh, a little bit more technical than I was <laughs> used in Miami. Uh, got exposed there and, oh, and uh, um, definitely learned 80. a few things about myself that I need to keep improving on.
0: Well, your cornering on swim buoys also needs some work. I was with you yesterday, neck yeah. and neck. And then I was also. But our sighting was spot on. I mean, Andrew was just like yeah, way... way over there. <laughs> we were fine. But something else, Starkey had mentioned right before the race, like, I got beat my man, Hanson in the water. And then I was trying to pull around and take some of the work. And I was like, Matt's not letting up. He <laughs> wants to beat starkey again so, <laughs> so, so that comment may have been in my head
3: so I was as like, soon as he like went off to the left i'm like all right I he's know. done and so i was like all right man all you that was the highlight of his career last time it's probably the only time he'll ever beat me out of the water
0: i know Did he, say and now, that? He, he said, he said that? that on the start line and then uh-huh. a half hour later oh yeah but, oh my gosh yeah the, the dynamics of yesterday were so interesting and it's almost like it was a race of attrition not for performance but just for like Surviving. mental yeah. stability yeah to sustain like we saw three or four people just be done
4: yeah yep. well, I, and it was interesting because they had our placings on that board yeah too. i liked it but i hated it because i was like i'm in 17. Yeah. i'm like i don't want to be here but i'm like just stay calm like it,
0: people are bl-
2: people blow up at the end yeah yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. leslie go ahead
2: well i, I was going to say i was thinking about this while i was trying to stay an arrow is you know and you add in the wind wasn't bad but the wind added a factor oh, yeah. as well And I was thinking about how in a way it was mentally like easier or it was mentally good. Like I said, you're not going to make a wrong turn. It's not technical. I'm with you on the Miami course. Really showed (laughs) that weakness for me, you know? And so in a way it was less stressful because of those things, but it was more stressful from a mental, like what you said,
0: I was more worried that I was going to run into a female runner. Yeah. That, was, yeah. that was oh, and you guys had, had that too. Very yeah. yeah, and I mean
3: that was yeah. a very—it's a very easy course to fall asleep. I'm not yes. actually yeah. fall asleep, but just you know, you get your head down, and yeah. one of the male pros he, like, hit a literally cone, rode off, yeah, and he just rode off the side, hit a cone, carried away in an ambulance.
4: Yeah. Oh, oh wow. really? That was yeah. the French guy. The
3: fr- Yeah. Yeah. Oh my and God. and he watched, you know, his his uh, I don't yeah. know girlfriend, yeah. fiance, I, I don't know, but. Was fighting for third and watched him, the
0: Frenchman, get get taken taken away away as she's trying to fight for third. He's getting loaded. Wow, that's crazy. And that had to have been the cone that was on the back straight that was designating the 20 meter zone because there was a couple of times, if that cone had been a little bit more towards the yellow, I would hit it too because I would ride that yellow line. It was In, actually
4: faster to ride the because well, it was smoother. It's, it's it's smoother. smoother yeah. Surface. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, but it scared the crap out of me one time. I was like,
3: there's a cone right oh, yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> or the the one that pushes the runners over on yeah. turn one. Yeah, or came like out at nowhere. First, Yeah. If you weren't and it was it, it I don't know, I've kind of have trouble seeing like the difference between yellow and green and so the the cone just like blended in with oh, the man. grass yeah <laughs> there's a couple times like oh yeah it's there i'm, I'm glad it was there during For the, the hot laps yes or you know so you saw it i knew it was there yeah yeah, Could, yeah. but if that's the worst thing that can like, really yeah, go wrong yeah, yeah. i mean just pay attention i mean we're going it. in
0: circles we yeah. always got to worry about a crack in the road and i there was like one crack i was like no nah, i'm gonna miss that every time from here on yeah. out yeah <laughs> like i, I knew you it. you memorize them all yeah um, But ultimately like your career, your progression, it's not, it's never been over. It's just been a little bit of a mental hiatus to focus on things you can control within that time period. So that's why I always tell athletes when you're injured is take all the energy that you would be putting into whatever you would normally be doing while injured or when not injured and, you know, focus more on how you're eating or how you're sleeping or the knowledge of why you're injured and the physiology. Or just like, you know, this is something that I learned when I had the sacral
3: stress fracture in in 2019 is there's a lot of things that you can do to become a better athlete, to become more resilient, uh, you know, and and prevent these things from happening. So when you're doing the gym work that, you know, Mm -hmm. It, especially as age groupers at, you know it's just well it's like oh you know that's the first thing that gets it cut. seems
2: like an extra thing yeah. really it should be yeah. And, yeah and i'm guilty of it i'm sitting here or saying that i'm definitely do, you do the 30 guilty. minute easy run or the like it, yeah, totally. yeah. Or the I mean, really the i always oh, should or? probably yeah. do yeah. Yeah. the strength yeah. thing yeah. over the 30 yeah. run. yes
0: yeah. yeah so i think that that's the biggest takeaway and you're a great example of someone who's come back from an injury and still had questions moving into this but you still knew at the back of your mind, like I'm probably not going to damage it more yeah. at this point. Yeah. That was it. like, I knew I could get to the finish
3: line without, or I felt like I could get to the finish line and I would have pulled the pin if anything went wrong. Like, yeah, I really wanted to have a good day, but you know, it wasn't, you know, I came in with zero performance expectations. I just, I had a plan. I wanted to execute the plan. And if I could do
0: that, whatever happens, happens. And being surrounded by 25 responsible respectable athletes yeah. made it a better event I think. for sure, you know, for sure. not having a huge 45 50 field yeah made it for the event like i think this was like a perfect number i think 25 to 30 is great because yep. you can have so many little battles within the race that yeah. are quantified and you don't get the crap kicked out of you at this one
3: yes. start like you do when there's 55 yeah. last year was madness
2: i can imagine Ugh, yeah
3: it no, was nuts.
2: no that's when the start was rough yeah yeah just a lot of people it's tough too because I don't think they let us stand last time, they pushed yeah. us so a little we deeper open, so it was open water. water yeah. And yeah, S- swims like that, you're it, swims like that, it's just so dependent on your swim start. Oh, yeah, that's that can be like your race, really. It I mean, is, and I mean, yeah. it, that sounds a little over dramatic, but it that's why I really enjoyed a little a smaller field yesterday because it's like you see who's there, you know, who you're trying to follow, and you can just do it. When I watched we, the Collins Cup, I was like. That so, looks yeah, awesome. I know. I've got was like, two people to, to worry, worry about? about. Yeah. That would be yeah.
4: my ideal. And you, like you dive in <laughs> and no one's going to punch you. You're like, okay. If, if someone does punch you, you know who it is. <laughs>
3: yeah. I mean, like the the tough part is you know, when the bigger fields, there's gap fillers, right? Yes. And so yeah. it's it's harder to break up. That's and, the other side. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that if you have a clean start or wide enough start line, then that helps a little bit. But like yesterday, it's like, okay, like I knew whose feet I wanted to be on. Mm-hmm. And then it's just you trust that. Yeah. that that person's going to do their job and not get dropped. And we were swimming like you were right with me. And then I was on Andrews and then whoever was right in front of him
2: got dropped, got dropped, yeah, they got dropped. Yeah. and
3: oh, no they one realized did. it yeah. they got until it was hard, too yeah. late. And, and when and then like he started slowing us down. So we had to get around and then it was done. Yeah. Like there was nothing we could do to bridge that gap. Whereas if, like if field, that guy yeah. was, you know, was around Someone there, and Andrew there, was there then. Yeah. 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 And so it, it, it does change that dynamic. You know, that was the hard thing with the Collins Cup is my matchup was two really good swimmers and me. Yeah. So, you know, if there's 20 people in there, I maybe could have hung in yeah. there, but with I got exposed big time with two great yeah. swimmers and me.
0: A lot of you people know. did
3: though. Yeah, for
0: sure. And, for sure. And that's why like our sports so dynamic and fun and every, strengths and weaknesses play against each other. Yeah. And I think that's one of the big things that they're going to do
3: with these majors is they're going to have like a flow-based course where it's like yes. this, where it's flat yeah. and fast and good yeah. for the thoroughbreds. Yeah. And then they're going to have hilly courses yeah. or even within within the racetrack series, Watkins yeah. Glen is going to be very, hilly. very hilly, hilly yeah. watts per kilogram, very important. This is flat, yeah. fast, thoroughbred. And then you've got Miami, which is
2: technical, technical. A bit of a bit of everything. So yeah. the,
3: people can be successful on different yeah. courses. And so when you exciting. have an athlete that can, be successful on all of them like that they really shine shine, like that helps build their profile even more
4: and it'll be interesting to see like if uh it's incentivized for people to come for the whole series right you'll see it's like like you may not do so well in the Miami course, but then you'll destroy Daytona and yep. it's like vice well, versa for us. Because exactly. now
0: everything yeah. is included in, in the, the challenge points. Yes, challenge exactly. payout. Yeah. yeah. Um, yep. so, which is huge. And I didn't never really pay as much attention to that because unfortunately for many, US or yeah. North American based athletes, it's so tough to get yep. to a challenge race. Yeah. It's exorbitant amount of money. Yeah. Yeah. It's like cost three thousand dollars just yeah. to oh, get to yes. s- but now yeah. there's going to be five of them in the u.s yeah so that's so you just yeah, have
4: to get one extra yeah, which which one which ones So you obviously got the well it's all the clash all clash.
3: the there well there's
0: going to be three
4: clash next year yeah eventually then, there's yeah, going eventually to be Atlanta and yes yeah. Wisconsin yeah yeah so yeah Hopefully.
0: yeah Hopefully. <laughs> so that's where Matt Hanson has been um this is why we're here and obviously able to do this great broadcast for the first time ever in a video hd 4k <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah thanks for tuning in leslie thanks for being so sort of in the picture <laughs> i know
2: i've been trying i just don't, no, don't want to crowd anyone out
0: the chair just keeps
2: moving yeah. <laughs> 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 it's just kind of been like
0: you're like i'm not sure what to do with my hands <laughs> yeah.
1: Flying through the sky in my parachute Dancing on the couch like I'm Tommy Cruise On a one-man mission trying to see it through